2: Good afternoon, thanks for being here to cover this story. Uh, We're joined today by uh, uh, the SAC from HSI, Matt Scarpino, Buffalo Police Department uh, Chief of Detectives Craig Macy, Sheriff Garcia, District Attorney John Flynn, and Chief uh, DJ Granville from the Erie County Sheriff's Office. I'll uh, I'll lay out the details of this investigation and then uh, I'll turn it over to the Sheriff and the DA for comments. Um, Approximately one year ago, the Erie County Sheriff's Office received an anonymous tip from a concerned citizen that individuals from the city of Buffalo were trafficking large amounts of uh, cocaine and fentanyl onto the Seneca Nation, Indian's uh, Cattaraugus Reservation. An investigation was initiated and it culminated yesterday with the arrest of 39-year-old Donnell Cathcart. He is charged with numerous felonies, the most serious of which is criminal possession of a controlled substance in the first degree, which is a class A felony. Yesterday, sheriff's personnel from our narco and intel unit were conducting surveillance when they witnessed Cathcart leave his uh, Whitehall Avenue residence in South Buffalo. After committing a New York State uh, vehicle and traffic law violation, Cathcart was stopped on Paxford Place near Orchard Park Road in the town of West Seneca. During a roadside interview, Cathcart admitted to being in possession of contraband, which was secreted in his pants. Uh, He then produced a quantity of crack cocaine and fentanyl and turned it over to the deputies. He was transported to the narcotics office for processing, where an additional amount of narcotics uh, were recovered. Thereafter, our detective secured two search warrants authorizing the search of 190 Whitehall and 32 Benson. Uh, They were signed by the Honorable uh, Judge Paul Watazic. The search warrants uh, culminated with the seizure of more than $325,000 in U.S. currency, more than 10 ounces of cocaine and crack cocaine, and one kilogram of fentanyl. Also recovered uh, during the searches were scales, packaging, and cutting agents. Um, and again, the, uh, the Buffalo Police Department, the Erie County Sheriff's Narcotics and Intel Unit, the District Attorney's Office, and Homeland Security all uh, participated in this investigation. I'll turn it over to Sheriff Garcia. Thank you, Under
1: Sheriff uh, Cooley. And again, you know, this is about partnership. We keep on talking about working together. We have a great working relationship. Or a phone call away from each other. You know, Matt Scarpino, uh, Homeland Security, always 24/7 guy. Same with uh, Chief Craig Macy. And I can't say enough about our uh, outgoing uh, District Attorney. You know, this is kind of bittersweet for us. We've had a great working relationship, and. Uh, well, hopefully it won't be our last our last I'm a, press conference. I'm and um, and just so you know, obviously you know probably some of the best statements that you will hear in any press conference. So, you know we'll we'll miss that, uh, Chief Granville. Uh, incredible job you and your crew. As always, we're talking about a kilo of fentanyl. So just to put that in uh, in you know uh, street value and how many hits it would be. Yeah, in a bag of heroin has a tenth of a gram of what you would think it would be heroin. So you got, what, a thousand grams there? So we're talking about twenty to 30,000 hits of uh, potential poison that would go out to our community throughout Erie County because it, this, this fentanyl, heroin, cocaine has no boundaries. This is not a city of Buffalo issue. It's an Erie County issue, New York State issue, and United States issue. So, you know, lives were saved. And how did this begin? A good Samaritan with an anonymous tip. Someone answered the phone, good old fashioned police work, um, surveillance, and, and just a lot of work. And you never know where this is gonna end. And it culminated in a great arrest in west seneca in the city of buffalo and south buffalo and um, like i said it's everywhere and uh, and at the end of the day why are these drug dealers selling heroin cocaine and crack cocaine with fentanyl it's all about greed they could care less about their customers i find that very offensive and um, we are really trying to keep up with this it's been around for years we had a record number of overdoses last year um i I, i'm not really sure where we are this year it's only february so a lot of these overdose deaths that we believe were overdose deaths were awaiting toxicology reports but this is an ongoing problem throughout the county and our nation and i could tell you this law enforcement in erie county in western new york we work together to save lives. It's my pleasure to introduce our uh, great partner in law enforcement, the Honorable John Flynn.
0: Thank you, Sheriff. Thank you. So let, let me, uh, before I break down the number of cases here that we have in the the, the, char- the charges, uh, what court it's in, et cetera, et cetera, let me just piggyback on what uh, Sheriff Garcia just said, uh, and, and that's cooperation. You, you've heard me say it before on uh, numerous times, but I'm gonna say it again, and I'm gonna keep saying it as long as I'm in this office. I, I get in my position um, as a president of the National DA Association, as a president of the State DA Association, I've had the opportunity to travel all over the country, all over the state, uh, and see how other jurisdictions Fight crime. And, you know, I try to learn from that, uh, depart my knowledge, obviously, but try to learn from it as well and bring it back here to Buffalo. But the one thing that I do not have to bring back to Buffalo is cooperation. Because the fact of the matter is, is that I would put Buffalo, New York, at the top of the list as far as cooperation in any jurisdiction in this country. And I would challenge any jurisdiction in the United States to beat Buffalo, New York, because it's not going to happen. They they can't do it. We start off with Matt, um, who is the head of Homeland Security. Whenever we want to have the federal government involved, which we do in a lot of these big cases, uh, the first person we call is Matt. Scarpino, uh, the special agent in charge at Homeland Security. And Homeland Security delivers each and every time. And his crew is standing in the back today and outside in the hallway here as well. Uh, They are pure partners with us. The feds and the state across the country, they fight amongst themselves. Matt can tell you that Matt's been around the country um they you know local and local and federal forces they don't get along in a lot of places across the country that's not true in Buffalo that's never been true here and that's because of Matt and because of our other partners in the federal government um FBI DEA um, and our U.S attorney's office as well that always work with us so Matt I can't thank you enough uh, for what you do, and for what Homeland Security does each and every day, protecting uh, not only Buffalo but this country. Uh, and then we go to probably my um, my you know my biggest partner because unfortunately most of the crime occurs uh, here in, in the city of Buffalo, uh, and that is the Buffalo Police Department. And Commissioner Gamalia uh, obviously has um, he he's like he like me likes to delegate authority and like the sheriff too you see how the sheriff delegates to the undersheriff um uh, uh, i am doing the ultimate delegation by leaving early so my deputy can take over okay so i'm the key of uh, uh, i'm the king of, uh, uh, of of delegating but um but 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 the sheriff and commissioner grimalia understand the importance of the people that you bring in underneath you who do the work day in and day out the city of Buffalo that's uh, Chief Macy, uh, the head of the detective division uh, in the city of Buffalo. Uh, Craig, uh, each and every day we talk constantly with our team and I can't thank the Buffalo Police Department enough, I can't thank uh, Craig enough for for what he does each and every day Uh, and again it's the feds in the city that's responsible with the sheriff for this right here. Uh, And finally um again, when it, when it comes to elected officials, uh, you know, the mayor and the sheriff are easily my two biggest partners uh, and uh, two of my best friends, by the way, as well. Uh, and again, I can't thank uh, the sheriff enough uh, for what he does each and every day for this community. And as the sheriff said, uh, it's not only a city issue. So in this particular case here, we've got three separate cases now. We have a case in the city of Buffalo that's being arraigned right now in front of Judge Ray as we speak. And uh, Mr. Cathcart is getting arraigned uh, on one count of criminal possession of a controlled substance of first degree, a class A felony, one count of criminal possession of a controlled substance of third degree, a class B felony, two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance of fourth degree, Class C felonies, and three counts of criminal use of drug paraphernalia in the second degree; those are Class A misdemeanors. So he's being arraigned right now on a Class A felony, Class B felony, two C's, and three misdemeanors, uh, and uh, he will be arraigned, like I said, right now in front of Judge Ray in Buffalo City Court. Then, when he finishes there, he's going to get transported to West Seneca, and He's going to have two separate cases in West Seneca. As the sheriff outlined, the first case stems for the initial traffic stop encounter and the drugs that were recovered in that initial traffic stop. That is a separate case because the second case we had to get a search warrant for. And then, again, allegedly, again, this is allegedly, I guess, uh, uh, allegedly, um, uh, we then uh, found more drugs and cash uh, uh, and paraphernalia uh, at the apartment in West Seneca. So again, uh, a, se- a separate case there. So he'll be arraigned tonight in West Seneca on two separate cases um, for the traffic stop, uh, two counts of criminal control, substance third degree, Class B felonies, uh, one count of tampering with physical evidence, Uh, for allegedly hiding the drugs in his underwear. Uh, That's an e-felony. And then then a traffic stop, uh, a traffic violation. So that's the one case in West Seneca. Then after he gets arraigned in that case, he will then be arraigned immediately thereafter on a second case of what they allegedly found in his apartment there uh, in West Seneca on Benson Avenue. One count, crippled death control, substance of first degree, a class A felony. One count, criminal gesture, control substance in the third degree, a Class B felony, and three counts of criminal use of drug paraphernalia in the second degree, again Class A misdemeanors. So, that's the breakdown of the three cases. Uh, we have two, two A felonies here, the one from the city case and the one from West Seneca case, which is which are A felony uh, cases. Uh, we will be. Um, Obviously asking for remand. Um, again, I'm not sure if the judge will, judge will do it. We got, we got two bites, of, well, we got three bites of the apple. We got, uh, we got one city court judge this afternoon and we got two uh, will be the same judge in West Seneca tonight, but two separate cases uh, to see if he can't get remanded. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll then take it from there as far as a, um, uh, the next court date, we'll give you that in the press release because uh, I won't know that next court date uh, until uh, the arraignments are complete this afternoon uh, and this evening. So again, uh, I can't thank um, uh, Chief Granville, um, uh, under Sheriff Cooley, uh, the sheriff, uh, the feds, the Buffalo City uh, of Police Department, uh, and again, for, for everyone. And, and also for everyone who's standing in the hallway uh, in the back of the room here, because those are the guys who busted down the doors. And those are the guys who made the traffic stop uh, while I sit in my chair in my office and watch TV. Um, so they're, 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 the, they're the true guys who do the work around here, um, who are out there on the streets, busted in the Benson Avenue, busted into the, to, to, um, uh, the city of Buffalo apartment here, making the traffic stop uh, for allegedly bad dude who allegedly had a lot of bad stuff here. Um and hopefully we can put this uh, bad person away for a long time.
2: Yeah, questions?
1: Yes, why is there an Oster Blender there? Uh, I'm sorry? Why is there an Oster Blender there?
2: But oh. uh, I, I it's so probably you know, how they uh, use the Blender is yeah.
1: used to take the uh cocaine or the heroin, mm-hmm. uh add whatever uh, cutting agent you're going to use to extend your product to then make more money. So this blender, in this case, is used to mix cocaine or heroin, but in this case, cocaine with fentanyl. So again, you know, we talked about this many times. Why would drug dealers sell poison to their customers? Because they don't care. It's about the money. So the blender is uh, part of the drug paraphernalia that you see commonly in in homes, along with, you know, baggies. There's also a scale here, sir. And each bag of heroin has one-tenth of a gram in it, one-tenth of a gram. And in the old days, it would be heroin. It may be a laxative or vitamin blend or something. Now, to get a bigger bang for the buck, they're using fentanyl, which is a very cheap, um, synthetic opiate.
0: So here, from a, from a business standpoint, if you're a drug dealer, from a business standpoint, and you got 10 little bags with 10 customers, and if you have 9 out of the 10 survive and get hooked on the fentanyl, uh, and the 9, the, 9, the 9 out of the 10 come back, and you kill number 10, they don't care. Because to them, you can kill number 10 because I got one through nine who are going to come back for more. And then now one through nine come back for more and you add another one, number 10, and then say again, you got 10 new people now. They don't care if they kill one out of 10. It's the nine who they hook, who survive the dose, who keep coming back for more. And that, that's their, their sick business model in their head.
2: Uh, just to, uh, there's not a set number, but hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, as you can see here, there's you know, north of three hundred grand. Um, you know, these apartments have to be paid for, uh, vehicle payments have to be paid for, grocery bills have to be paid for. I mean, this is drug proceed, dr- drug proceeds at its finest. So it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, the, uh, so you're saying about three hundred thousand in cash plus whatever else the drugs are. That's correct. Wow. Right. This gentleman uh, was arrested, apparently, and convicted in South America before. we you ever anything you can say about that? Do you
0: know? No, because I can't, I, can't, I can't prejudice him now for his new case, so I can't, we can't comment at all about any, any past, if he, had, if he had any past. Is there an
1: expert?
2: In this case, in particular, um, we do expect more arrests. There's uh, other people that were associated uh, to some, some of these residences uh, in other places in and throughout Erie County. If, now, they're mixing with fentanyl. If that kills somebody, can they be charged with murder? Yes. Talk about
0: that, please. Yeah, so um, we've got one case pending right now on that. Uh, the majority of those cases, we turn over to the defense because the feds have a better statute to prosecute uh, the homicide on. You can't get them for murder because you can't really prove an intentional act. They're not, they're, you know, in my scenario, to Harold, they're, they're, not, they're not intentionally trying to kill number 10, okay? They want all 10 to come back because they want, they want to be able to sell to all 10 so they can hook all 10. 10 just happens to die in my scenario that I give the Herald there. I mean, so there, you can't, you can't. You never prove intentional murder. So you can't. You can't prove murder, but you can. But you can prove, hopefully, um, the manslaughter. Okay. So it's a reckless manslaughter under our state statute or a crim neg homicide. Okay. So we have. Um, I've prosecuted a couple of these cases in the past seven years. We've got one case right now pending, um, where uh, we're prosecuting a drug dealer on a homicide, a, a manslaughter case because the the. The, the buyer owed Date and died, uh, but the, the reality is, is that we mainly turn these over to the feds. Again, that's our partnership that we have. We turn them over to feds because the feds have an easier statute to prove it, and again, we don't care who gets the credit. All we want to do is put the guy behind bars or girl behind bars, and so um, that's kind of, the, for the past seven years, I would say probably... 95% of those cases um, have gone to the feds, and then 5%, I've done a few in the past five years, or the past seven years.
2: And with them having charges, the person having charges in Buffalo and in West Seneca, how do you, I guess, try all three at the same time? Well, as it's as going to to get, it'll,
0: it'll get consolidated once it goes to the grand jury. Okay. So, what, 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 so right now, it'll start out separate mm-hmm. with the arraignment in West Seneca and the arraignment in Buffalo City Corp, but then, but then once we put it in the grand jury, It'll then all be in county court here um, uh, downtown. How do you uh, how do you tie a death to a certain distributor? It's tough, and that's why that's why you know you can't do it on every case. You really have to have a fact pattern where you know that the the seller and the buyer were like together alone in an apartment, and. Through the facts, you can be able to prove that the buyer and seller together went to the apartment, were inside the apartment at the kitchen table, and the buyer had to give this, or the, the, you know, the seller had to give the buyer the, the, the dose, and the buyer died right there with the seller in the apartment. You know, so that, that, that's like a perfect scenario right there, all right? Um, if you have a scenario up like in the back of a 7-Eleven, if you got like video, if you got video on the back of a 7-Eleven and you have the seller giving fentanyl to a buyer, and then the buyer then walks into a car and takes it and then ODs in the car. Again, that's a perfect case right there where you have really good evidence. A lot of times you don't have good evidence. So you know, that's why these cases are so hard to prove because you know, a user could have three or four batches on them that they bought from three or four different dealers and you know you don't know which batch they got from which dealer sometimes. So in those cases you're never going to be able to prove it. So it just depends on the facts and whether or not, whether or not you have a, like a perfect fact pattern.
1: I just wanted to add to oh, yeah. uh, Mr. Flynn's comment there. From a law enforcement standpoint if we see that there's a certain dealer, a certain house that's uh, selling bad dope we target that house. Now it, that doesn't say that we are able to tie that individual or whomever is selling there to the death of whomever. But at least we could stop that in the future. We also will um, approach users and, and let them know that there's bad dough being sold from a house. Now you would think that would stop them from going. It's, it's the opposite. They feel that the product is what they refer to as fire. So they flocked to that address, it's sad, it's sad. But none of this is produced in Erie County, so it's coming from somewhere. And you know we, we work with our federal and state partners also in you know, try to uh, do the uh, interdiction as we do with, with uh, legal firearms.